It was quite a weekend for NFL playoffs. Brady, Rodgers, Mahomes, two of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play, plus one who's well on his way to greatness. The Super Bowl will surely be an exciting one to watch. It was Tom Brady, playing for the first time as a Buccaneer, who bested Aaron Rodgers of the Packers last weekend. Brady will be playing his 10th Super Bowl in 20 seasons. There's a reason many people say he's the greatest of all time. He'll meet Kansas City Chief Patrick Mahomes, the phenom who won last year's championship and is hoping to win again. The oldest quarterback to make it to the Super Bowl versus the young star trying to take his place among the greats. If you like football, you're anticipating a great game anticipation. It's not a sports word. It's a Christian reality. Christ is coming back. We rejoice. We hope. We anticipate his glorious arrival. Welcome to Haven Today. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus and what a month it's been as we've taken time to meet Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. My wife Janet and I have enjoyed reading through this gospel this month. We have a final chapter to go. I hope you've joined us in reading this gospel through. Whether you're reading it for the first time or the 50th, some passages stand out as especially hard to understand. And chapter 21 is one of those passages. Two events take place at the temple. One involves a poor widow and the other a prophecy. And in this chapter 21, Jesus tells us how we are to live now today in light of what is to come tomorrow. A little intrigued by that? I hope so. And I invite you to stay with me as we turn to God's Word together. After the program, I'd like to send you the feature film called The Gospel of Luke for your gift to this ministry. It's the entire gospel, word for word. The action is carried out by actors who were acting on location in the Mediterranean where the movie was shot. I haven't seen anything quite like this before. It brings you even closer to the story of Jesus in your mind as well as in your heart. You could also choose on the DVD to hear it in either the NIV or the KJV. So, after the program, would you give us a call? Would you make your gift, but also ask for the Gospel of Luke DVD? Our number to call is 800 654 2836. That's 865 Haven. Or go to our website, haventoday.org, haventoday.org, and you can also watch some samples from the DVD. And now, here's a great hymn that we haven't heard in a little while. It's called Jesus, Firm Foundation. How firm a foundation, you saints of the Lord is laid for your faith in his excellent word what more can he say than to you he has said to you who for refuge to jesus have fled Cause of 
program called Jesus Firm Foundation. And we're looking at Luke chapter 21 in our time together today. I'm Charles Morris. It can be hard to imagine the grandeur of that ancient temple in Jerusalem. Massive dressed stone and marble bricks, golden siding, so pristine that as one ancient witness put it, they blinded one's eyes of those who looked. Even during the Roman occupation of Judea, the temple stood as a reminder that God had not abandoned his people. But what happens when Jesus himself prophesies that the temple would be utterly destroyed? What a terrible thought. For those who saw the events of January 6th unfolding in Washington, D.C., imagine if those rioters had managed to torch and burn down the Capitol building and totally destroy it. It was shocking enough just to see them break through the windows and a couple of doors. Imagine the horror of losing a famous building altogether. Even that would have paled in comparison to the loss of the temple in Jerusalem. It would have signaled not just the end of an era, but the end of the world as they knew it. Well, here we are in Luke 21, in a month-long series called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. This chapter is especially hard to understand. It tends to inspire one of two responses in readers. Some read past it, pretty sure it's just beyond them. But others focus meticulously on every detail and build a grand system to understand the end times. Well, today, my goal is modest. I want us to hear this passage afresh. I won't spend time on minute details Instead, I hope you'll humble yourself and just ask the Holy Spirit to help you see what this passage has to say directly to you. And if you do that, I'm confident you'll come away encouraged in your faith. Listen up now to the first 24 verses of Luke 21. As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gifts into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow put in two very small copper coins. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gifts out of their wealth. But she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. 
Some of his disciples were remarking about how the temple was adorned with beautiful stones and with gifts dedicated to God. But Jesus said, As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. Teacher, they asked, when will these things happen? And what will be the sign that they're about to take place? He replied, Watch out that you are not deceived. For many will come in my name claiming, I am he, and the time is near. Do not follow them. When you hear of wars and uprisings, do not be frightened. These things must happen first, but the end will not come right away. Then he said to them, Nation will rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be great earthquakes, famines and pestilences in various places, and fearful events and great signs from heaven. But before all this, they will seize you and persecute you. They will hand you over to synagogues and put you in prison. And you will be brought before kings and governors, and all on account of my name. And so you will bear testimony to me. But make up your mind not to worry beforehand how you will defend yourselves. For I will give you words and wisdom that none of your adversaries will be able to resist or contradict. You will be betrayed, even by parents, brothers and sisters, relatives and friends, and they will put some of you to death. Everyone will hate you because of me. But not a hair of your head will perish. Stand firm, and you will win life. When you see Jerusalem being surrounded by armies, you will know that its desolation is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains, let those in the city get out, and let those in the country not enter the city. For this is the time of punishment in fulfillment of all that has been written. How dreadful it will be in those days for pregnant women and nursing mothers. There will be great distress in the land and wrath against this people. They will fall by the sword and will be taken as prisoners to all the nations. Jerusalem will be trampled on by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. The Gospel of Luke DVD. Yours when you make a gift to this listener-supported ministry and a reading from Luke 21. As we just heard, there are two events that take place at the temple in this passage. One involves a poor widow and the other a prophecy. The prophecy tells about events to come. The poor widow gives us an example of how to live in the meantime. So first, look at the prophecy. Jesus was with his disciples at the temple. They were there often. And while the disciples marveled about the structure, Jesus reigned on their parade. Remember what he said? As for what you see here, the time will come when not one stone will be left on another. Every one of them will be thrown down. I can't imagine the look of horror on the disciples' faces. Historians tell us that some of the foundation stones of the temple had a length of 40 feet. You can still see some of them when you visit Jerusalem and the old city today. What kind of a disaster could possibly lead to such devastation? 
Many of you have experienced devastation like this in your own lives. The loss of a business you worked a lifetime to keep going during COVID-19. The loss of a loved one, maybe one you've been close to or married to for a very long time. The heartache can be so immense. What do we do when the Lord brings challenges like these into our lives? In order to answer that, we need to see how the Bible speaks about major disasters. It's important to see that when the Holy Spirit tells us the story of redemption from Genesis to Revelation, he likes to repeat himself. There may be different characters in different situations, but God has orchestrated history in such a way that certain similarities stand out. And that's the problem when the Lord sends judgment. It causes or creates a pattern. And that pattern helps us as God's people know what to expect in days to come. Think about the flood. As the Apostle Peter looks back on that great act of judgment, he took it to be a picture of judgment that is yet to come. He tells us in Second Peter 3, By these waters also the world of that time was deluged and destroyed. By the same word, the present heavens and earth are reserved for fire, being kept for the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. See the connection? God spoke and judged the world through water. Peter said that one day God will similarly speak again and destroy the world, but this time through fire. The flood created a pattern. Well, that's the case with God's judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. We saw in Luke 10 that Jesus himself took that event to be a picture of the final judgment of the last day. And so it goes with so many other instances in the Old Testament, those plagues of Egypt, the conquest of the Canaanites, the Babylonian exile, different events, but together, they're all like a different color used to contribute to the final painting, the judgment of the last day. Well, that's how we need to see this passage in Luke 21. Some of what Jesus said seemed to refer to the destruction of the temple in A.D. 70. But some of what he says sounds more like the end of the world altogether. And in an important way, it's both. Just like the judgments of the Old Testament pointed ahead, so does the destruction of the temple and the sacking of Jerusalem. That day arrived. The Roman army commander Titus surrounded Jerusalem with three legions, starved the inhabitants, and then destroyed the city. To faithful Jews in that day, it might as well have been the end of the world. There's a reason for that. Jesus says the actual end of the world will be something like that. Thankfully, there's also a gospel promise hidden in Jesus' prophecy. Losing the temple meant opening the floodgates of God's grace to the entire world. The temple, of course, was the center of religious life for the Hebrew people. It was the main symbol of the covenant God made with Moses and Israel on Mount Sinai. Century after century, sacrifices of the old covenant offered on the altar. This was how a holy God maintained his presence among his people. But it was only part of a much larger plan. Think of all those goats and bulls whose blood was spilt to make atonement for the sins of the people. The book of Hebrews says that the blood of bulls and goats never actually took away sin. 
they pointed to the blood of a perfect sacrifice that was to come. And Jesus Christ was that sacrifice, that perfect sacrifice. He's also the high priest who offered the sacrifice. In fact, Jesus was the better temple altogether. He was the fullness of the presence of God in human likeness, and he is what the whole world still needs. The destruction of the temple effectively ended the ceremonies of the Old Covenant and paved the way for the New Covenant made in Christ's own blood. God's presence wasn't just for the Jewish people anymore. Through the preaching of the gospel, God would bring his saving presence to the ends of the earth. So the destruction of the temple was both a warning and an encouragement for us today. It points beyond itself to the great and terrible day of the Lord. Turn away from your sins so that this day won't be a day of terror for you. If you're in Christ, the destruction of the temple reminds you that better blood has been poured out for you. The gates have been opened wide to you. You're welcomed into God's holy presence. How should we then live until that day comes? Jesus says later in the chapter, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with dissipation, drunkenness, and the anxieties of life. And that day will close on you unexpectedly like a trap. Now that's a word for you and me today. Wouldn't you say be sober minded, be about the work of the kingdom. In other words, be like that humble widow. She was at the temple that day, too. She was focused on what really mattered. Given just two copper coins, she gave all of herself. She knew that God was faithful and that his work in the world was worth supporting. If there's a better picture of sober-mindedness in the Bible, I don't know what it is. This is what we must be about as God's people. Whatever befalls us in this life, your personal disaster may feel like the end of the world, but God is still faithful. He will keep us until that final day arrives. And when it does, may we be found as part of his kingdom. My flesh is tired of seeking God, but on my knees I'll stay. I want to be a pleasing child until that final day. My mind is full of many thoughts that clutter and confuse. But standing firm, I in faith that I'll be used Amen I'm asking once again Won't you help me my friend Lord 
my fight is with the one who lost the keys of hell and death to God's most precious son. One sleepless night of anguished prayer, I triumph over sin. One battle in the holy war, God's promised me to win. Classic song by Keith Green, who went home to be with the Lord in a plane crash. Can you believe it? 40 years ago, next year, from his Songs for the Shepherd album. That was until that final day. Here on Haven today, and a program called Meeting Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. The faithfulness of Jesus Christ. As you read through the Gospel of Luke, you see it on display all over. He had a goal in mind, and he faithfully fulfilled that goal. He was faithful to his disciples, even when they were unfaithful. He was faithful to teach the words of God, and he's still faithful today. I want to invite you to read more about him and to better understand our Savior who is faithful. And even though January is just about to end, this week in fact, you can still take time and read Luke's Gospel. And to help you do this, I'd like you to get a copy of the DVD we have called The Gospel of Luke. It's a feature-length film portraying the story of Jesus, shot on location in the Mediterranean, and you can choose one of two translations of the Bible into English to watch. One is the King James Version, and the other one is the New International Version. This DVD will help you in your walk with Jesus this year, 2021. Would you call us right now? Make a gift to this listener-supported ministry, and we'll send you the Gospel of Luke DVD 
as our thanks. Our number is 800-654-2836, 800-65-HAVEN. Or visit our website right now, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. And if you go there to make your gift and get a copy of the DVD, be sure and stick around and watch some of the sample scenes that we've put there. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you for joining me on these minutes we've had together. Would you come back again tomorrow? When again, we'll share again the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Nearly 4,000 years ago, Job asked a question, where is wisdom to be found? Job chapter 28 takes us on a journey, an epic, in search of wisdom. The deep says, it is not in me. It cannot be bought with gold. It cannot be mined from the earth as if it were a commodity to be traded. God alone knows where it is and how to get it. The fear of the Lord. Now that's wisdom for us. A life lived under his eye, in his presence, in reverent awe of what he has done. That's wisdom. And the only way to get it, in the words of Jesus in Matthew 10, take up your cross and follow me. Spend more time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.